This podcast was brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on Sirius XM. From the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School, this is Career Talk on Business Radio. Welcome to Career Talk, your personal career coach here on SiriusXM Business Radio Channel 132. Hey, every week we are live on Thursdays, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, to answer all of your job search and career questions at 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. So if it's Thursday, the phone lines are open right now. I'm Dr. Don Graham, and when I'm not hosting this show, I lead career coaching for over 200 executive MBAs at the Wharton School. I'm also a licensed psychologist, former corporate recruiter, and author of the book Switchers, How Smart Professionals Change Careers and See Success. We are here with Dana Cash and Dion Simpkins, all our who are taking your call this moment, 844-942-7866. So if you're thinking about a career change, maybe you're dealing with a bad boss, struggling to get an interview, I just have no idea what you want to do. This is your time to call. We are here for you all hour long at 844-942-7866. Okay, current news. It is the end of the year, which means there's a lot happening in the workplace. Project wrap-up, budget meetings, end-of-year performance reviews, and for some lucky ducks, bonuses. The end of the year is also a popular time for restructuring, which might mean layoffs, unfortunately. In fact, the biggest layoffs of the last two decades have happened over this time of year. So we'll be discussing some signs to look for later in the show. But... On a more positive note, the holidays are also a great time to network and start getting your career in shape for the coming year. It is also a great time of year for holiday parties and gift giving, but gift giving has actually been named one of the most dreaded activities according to research, which brings us to today's mailbag. Dana, we have a a mailbag question that came in. Yes. Okay. Dear Dr. Dawn. My boss decided to have our department do a secret gift exchange this holiday season, so we need to pick a random name and purchase a gift up to a $40 limit, which will be exchanged at our office party. I'm relatively new to the department and would rather not participate, so how can I get out of this without a reputation as the office Scrooge? I was hoping your listeners could weigh in. And this is from Pat in Woodbridge. So how do you get out of participating in the office secret gift exchange without looking like the office Scrooge? That's the question of the day. Our our listener, Pat, would like you guys to weigh in on this so you can call anytime this hour 844-942-7866. Have you been in this situation? Do you think it's fair? Do we need to get HR involved? I mean, is $40 a good number for a limit? Is it too much? Is it too little? These things are probably things you're dealing with right now. So if you've got a story or a situation or have some good advice for Pat on this, we want to hear from you all hour at 844-942-7866. And in just a minute, we'll be talking about is hiring for the holidays slowing down or does it speed up or does it stay the same? What have you heard? We're going to talk about that in just a minute. But first, we're going to go to the phones. Michelle in Maryland, welcome to Career Talk. What's on your mind today? Thank you. I was calling because I have been thinking about quitting my job. I'm at a toxic work environment. It's in academia, and I would, I have a potential job offer elsewhere in a healthier environment, but it pays a lot less, and I'm just trying to figure out what's the best move considering this environment, may, the economy may change. So you have a toxic work environment, but you also have another job opportunity that pays less. Tell us what you mean by toxic work environment, Michelle. What what does that look like for you? Bullying, targeting, narcissistic boss, you name it, it's probably happened. And how long have you been there? Quite a while. Probably this has been going on for the last five years. I've been there for maybe over 10, but it's been happening for the last five years. 
Wow. Well, you are a trooper to have hung in there for five years. So here's the deal with toxic work environments. Um, You know, a lot of the things you're talking about, it sounds like would be very difficult to change. So I don't know that you have the opportunity to move to a different department or move to a different boss. But if you've exhausted those possibilities, then it's one of those things that I would recommend, hey, it might be time to jump ship. Now, let's talk about what this new opportunity is, because you mentioned that there's less money involved. What are we talking about there, Michelle? Are we talking about 10%, 20%? I wish. Unfortunately, we're talking probably closer to 40% difference in income. Okay. We're talking a whole paycheck a month. Okay. One less paycheck a month. Yeah. And and that's pretty significant. Is that something that you could could live on or that's something that's going to really put you in a bad situation? I think it's going to put us in a really bad situation. Yeah. So here's the deal. So you have a job offer on hand and that's great but have you been actively looking for other positions because the fact is if you have one opportunity out there chances are there are other opportunities some of which may pay closer or more than what you're making now so have you thought about actually starting a a job search like active job search i have i i am and i have and i think i i think it might be my resume that's preventing you from getting calls? I think I think so. I think the reason why I had this job offer, it was easy to tailor my resume to it. And I think for other positions, I'm trying to tailor to the uniqueness of the position. And part of it is because I would like to consider maybe transitioning into something different. But ultimately, I'm happy to keep doing uh, and stay in the academia if it's just someplace else. It's yeah. not an option to transfer where I am, but maybe transfer to a different employer. Yeah, so there's a lot of things going on here then, Michelle. So so first and foremost, I would say always run to, not from. So you're in a bad situation, totally makes sense why you want to get out of it. But if you're not crystal clear on where you want to go, you're going to have a tough time convincing employers to hire you because employers want people who are hungry and driven and motivated to do the work that their company or their department is doing. So I think first and foremost, you know you need to leave because this is not an environment that's going to get healthy. And in fact, it might be something that puts your health at risk and you need to know where you're going so it sounds like you like what you're doing and you can continue doing that but it also sounds like you might want to do something else and I think that's step one you need to figure out what your plan a is what is your target goal what is that thing that you see yourself doing for the next five years or so and when you figure that out then you can get your resume directed in that um and branded in that way. You can get your LinkedIn profile. You can talk to your networks because people, I have no doubt, will want to help you. But if they don't know what you're targeting, it's going to be really difficult for them to introduce you to their contacts and introduce you to their companies because they're not really sure what you want. So you mentioned you might want to do continue doing what you're doing. Tell me about uh, Tell me about what you do and what you love about it. I, I teach, and I, I really enjoy teaching at the at the high, in higher education. So and I enjoy it. So you love teaching. What about teaching? What about it? There's just so much that goes into teaching. I like the people. I like the interaction. I like I enjoy being in the classroom and talking with students. I like that people are are diverse and change uh, each class. So you're looking, so the toxic is your colleagues and what you love about what you do are the interactions with the students. So so is there another role where you might get that type of interaction that you might be interested in? I know. (laughs) Definitely, definitely. You can get that type of interaction maybe in a training role. You can get that type of interaction working with clients. So I think you have a lot more options than you may feel like you do right now. And I think you're so kind of bogged down in this toxic situation that you're in that all you want to do is get out of it. And I think that's clouding a lot of what your possibilities are. So here's the deal. If if you have an opportunity, I think that's a great thing, but it also sounds like it's not the right opportunity. It's it's kind of a, a, a run from a situation. But the good news about having an opportunity means that there are likely many more out there. So I think if you love teaching and you love what you do, 
boil it down to the aspects of what you love about teaching. So you like the students, you like the interactions, you like seeing their minds open up and and seeing them learn. Where else can you have that type of interaction? And that's going to be your guide to the next role because people want to see that light in your eyes when you talk about what you do. They want to know what you love about what you do. And the second they start feeling that from you, they're going to start suggesting other opportunities. Well, have you thought about here? Have you thought about teaching here? Have you thought about doing online teaching? I mean, there's a lot of things, but I think you know in your heart things aren't going to change where you are. Now your goal for 2020 is to to take that passion that you have for teaching and figure out where you want to put it next and don't settle for less. This this other job sounds like it, it would get you out of your situation, but it doesn't sound like it would get you in a better situation, Michelle. So that's my advice to you. Best of luck in 2020. We want to see everybody be in a job they love and be with colleagues that respect them. And that's what we want for you, Michelle. Thank you so much for giving us a call on Career Talk. 844-942-7866. You are listening to Career Talk on Sirius XM 132. And guess what? It is open calls because it is Thursday. And we are your weekly personal career coach every week at 844-942-7866. So, hey, anybody got an answer for our mailbag question? Remember what it is? Secret Santa, secret gift exchange, holiday um, white elephant, whatever it is in your organization. Have you had to deal with it? Have you not wanted to participate? Has that created a bad situation? Help out Pat and Woodbridge. She wants your advice. She's being forced to participate in a secret gift exchange for $40 limit, and that just isn't something she wants to be doing. Uh, we're going to go back to the phones with Ms. K in Philadelphia. Ms. K, what's on your mind today? Hi, thanks so much for taking my call. Of course. Um, I can't believe how much your previous caller sort of sounds like she's in a similar situation as I am. I've been in law enforcement for almost 20 years, and um, I'm currently a police sergeant and looking to move from being in the uniform, working a really tough schedule that's uh, not really conducive to family life, and moving into something where I can still have a positive impact on law enforcement and use my leadership skills, my training skills, public speaking, and, you know, transfer those skills into doing something else. I've considered like, consulting. I don't know where to begin with that, like perhaps consulting other police departments on leadership training and development um, or even you know, corporations. But I don't even know where to begin with that or if I should look for a job in some other field that would give me more experience in that then I could branch off on my own and do consulting. So that's kind of where I am. Yeah, so this is exciting because you are looking to make a career switch, and you also sound like you've thought a lot about this, Ms. Kay. You you sound like you've put a lot of thought into what you want to do and um, the things you don't want any longer, which is a huge start. So let's, let's talk about where you talk about consulting and that seems like a, a nice go-to option but what what about consulting I mean what are you thinking it would be like I want to know what your passion is I want to know what really drives you day to day what do you see yourself doing day to day and what's the impact you see it having on the world so what really drives me and and the impact I see having on the world is you know um, law enforcement policing is such a great profession. It's such a rewarding profession. There's a lot of things that we get right in our profession. There's some areas like in any um, occupation where there's room for improvement. And I would like to take those areas that we do really well and expand upon that and look to improve areas where, where there's, you know, room for improvement. And that's the impact that I want to have on the world is taking a profession from good to great, increasing the relationships that we have with the communities that we serve, you know, making those better and stronger and really moving law enforcement into, you know, the the next generation because things have changed a lot over my career and I can see, you know, some real areas of improvement. I want to be part of that positive change. Oh, my God. I love that. And I think we need that. So my first question is, is there an opportunity to do this in the department where you work? No, no, there, there isn't. 
Um, so that was one of the things when I was listening to the other caller, I was like, I want to make it very clear that this is something that I will need to sort of do in another environment, in another, um, in, in a whole different environment. Like the room for growth in my current environment has kind of um, is stagnated. Okay. So when you say a different environment, um, is this something another police force would be open to? Or are you saying this is not the right environment? Because my other suggestion would be, you talked about bringing the community together and kind of closing that gap. So so who is, quote unquote, the community? Who's the other side? Because that side may be open to this type of, of consulting. Who's the other side? So the other side would be... Um, you know, community leadership, whether it's state or local, um, even, you know, down to small municipalities. When, when I think about that, I think, okay, so who in these smaller communities is going to pay for these services? Um, and I don't know who that would be. Uh, I think other police departments, they contract out consultants all the time to come in and do training and things like that. Uh, so I think that would probably be more of a likely audience um, but that's why I'm calling you because I'm not sure yeah and so here's the deal here's the way to learn about this first you've got front row seats in your own department to see what types of people they hire and to interact with those people so the people who come in for training my first step would be talking to them after the training or setting up a meeting with them and saying hey how did you get into this what what is your day-to-day like what do you work for yourself do you work for an organization that contracts you out and so I think you need to start figuring out um, right in your own home from these people who are coming and interacting where they got started because that's going to give you a lot of clues and then I think when you say I don't know who would pay for this so the question always becomes when you're going to be a consultant you're going to provide service is is there a return on investment and who's going to pay for it are the people who are going to get that return on investment so in this case would it be the police uh, department would it be the taxpayers in that case it might come from from government budgets. And so I think you have to kind of follow the money trail to see is there is who's going to get that that, um, you know, profit or benefit. And that's where the money tends to come from. But it's interesting because consulting is such a broad topic. And I think you clearly have a deep skill set in this area. You clearly have a deep passion for it. And so you've got the skills and the interests. And the third part of this equation is always the market. Where is the market and what does the market need? And sometimes what the market needs isn't always the part we're interested in. So you need to then ask yourself, okay, what is the peripheral? So so if it's not the police department, who is the next level? Is it a vendor? Is it a client? Is it the public? And then you you look at that and say, okay, is this where the market is? And I think there is a market for it. And I think if you start right in your own home talking to people who are coming in doing this consulting, they're going to give you a lead. And that next conversation is going to give you a lead. And before you know it, you are going to have built a network of people who are giving you incredible information around this. And I will, I will put a plug out to listeners. Hey, if you've got ideas for Miss Kay on how she can do this. We'd love to hear from you. 844-942-7866. Because I'm super excited for for where you're going with this. I think it's very much needed and you may be carving a new path. That's always a little scary because there is no one to follow. There is no step-by-step manual. And I think that's the the beauty of being a switcher, Ms. K, is that you are going to be a trailblazer. And in order to do that, you need to get comfortable in that ambiguous situation and you have to get comfortable figuring it out and creating something that doesn't exist. And I have a feeling you might be good at that. What do you think? I think I will be good at that, and that is the uncomfortable and scary part, but I'm ready for that challenge. And so you put your goal out there and take a step every single day. And here's the deal. It doesn't matter what it is. Don't get caught up on, I don't know what to do today. Just do something, whether it's reach out to someone new, whether it's do some research on LinkedIn about people who are in this profession, whether it's, um, you know, go and, uh, you know, read a book on somebody who's done something similar. And even if you can't think of anything to do, just go out for a walk and observe what's happening in the neighborhood. Because 
action, and when I say that I mean physical action or taking any action, is going to get your brain moving and shaking and cause different connections and different ideas. So make it a point because I I am so excited to see you do this, Ms. K. Make it a point every day to do one thing in pursuit of your goal. And I have no doubt that in a few months, you're going to be in a place where you're like, I I have no idea how, like, you know, I I even got here, but there's so much more clarity. Clarity comes through action. So you've made this call today. You've got it kicked off. It's December 5th. I want to see you take an action every single day towards this. And I can't wait to hear how it comes out. Thank you so much for giving us a call on the show, Ms. K. We really wish you all the best. And we are here for you all hour, 844-942-7866. You're listening to Career Talk Series XM 132. If it's Thursday, noon Eastern, we are here. We are your personal career coach. Give us a call. Talk to us. Tell us what's going on all hour long on Sirius XM 132. We're going to go to Bob in Scranton. Bob, welcome to Career Talk. Well, thank you, Don. Thank you. I'm just I'm calling uh, to follow up. I think it was on the first caller, and, and as always, I think you give great advice. And I just want to give a recruiter's perspective, and and that is that uh, pretty much echoing what you said about when someone is looking uh, as a recruiter. I don't really mind if someone's employed or not, but if they're not employed, I'm always looking at again: are they just running to something because they need to pay the mortgage or they, they need to pay the bills? So it's always better in any position to deal from strength. So if someone is employed, you know, that's fine. If they're not, that's fine also. I just have to make sure from a recruiter standpoint, they're not just running away from something and running the next thing that they need just to pay their bills. So as I said, I, I just thought I'd give the recruiter slam on that. Yeah, and as a recruiter, Bob, um, I, I, people often think that that when you're interviewing, because I I've, I've, was a recruiter as well, as you know, and um, – they think we don't notice. And I think there's some really telltale signs that you're running uh, from and not to. So what are some of those signs that you look for as a recruiter to, to kind of discern that? Well, I think the first one is they're agreeable to whatever you say. You know, if you're in a position and I'm coming at you with something else, you're going to tell me that I like this, I don't like that. You're going to be honest about it. And, and again, I think good people will do this if they're not employed and I give them whatever I have, and it really isn't a fit. And you can hear in their voice, sometimes in a delay um, in the response, you'll just hear that they're trying to just to, to agree, just to be agreeable. And um, that comes across fairly clearly. Again, a lot of times it's just in hesitation. It's just, well, okay, I need to see. I'm going to say, well, I could learn this or I could do this. Where if it's someone who is gainfully employed and I'm talking about a position, they're going to be straight. They're going to say, Oh, yeah, I like what you have here. No, that's not really for me. We'll talk when you have another position. Uh, so it's, it comes across fairly easily, I think. And it's in that in that mode just to be agreeable. And that's so funny because most people would say, wait, I'm not supposed to be agreeable as a job candidate. But I totally <laughs> see what you're saying, which is agreeableness can give the air of desperation. And whether you're employed right. or not, uh, you likely have some great skills to offer. You have marketable expertise and you want to go in and you want to be confident about that. So, yeah, being agreeable, I think, is one of those things Too agreeable. Obviously, you don't want to go in there and start yeah. slapping people. But um <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I love that because a lot of people probably don't see that as a sign. I think something else is, you, you know, that, that I, why do you want this job? In my opinion, Bob, this is the most important question. And so many job seekers treat it as a softball. They say, oh, I'm really passionate about technology or your company is really cutting edge or, you know, and they, they give kind of a canned answer. And I'm like, that that is like the kiss of death in, in an interview yes. because somebody wants to know you're hungry. They want to know you're driven. They want to know you have the same passion for their industry that they have because they've been working there for 10 years and they built their career around this. So you cannot give a lame answer to that question. No. I couldn't agree more. Yes. Yeah. So so come up with something specific. Come up with something that relates to you and why you want to be there. Come up with something that says, you know, for the last few years, I've been um, learning about this. I've been taking on projects at my last company. I've been volunteering. I've been doing this. Show them you're committed to it and show them that this is what you want to do. Show them you're hungry. Because I guarantee right. if you have two employees who are equally competent, the hungry one's going to get the job every time. Well, you know what? I also believe that it, 
timing is everything both in your personal and your business life. So what I look at in candidates, and I tell my clients, I don't want someone just to get the job. I want them to thrive in the job. So where's that candidate at this point in their career? Where's the company at? And I want that candidate to explain to me, I'll go in there, and this is the right time of my life. I will thrive at this position for these reasons. Not just, oh, I can do the job or I'm hungry, but this is what I really want to do now. Whether I do it with you or somewhere else, this is what I'm doing. Yes. So not not mm-hmm. say you're passionate, show you're passionate, right. and that's two right. very different things. Like nobody, you can say yeah. anything, but when you show it, <laughs> because you have specifics and you've you know you've made a commitment to this career through other things you've done outside of of this interview, that's what's going to get them. So Bob, I have you on the phone, and I got to ask you because um, you know you're a recruiter, you you've worked with a lot of companies, so I have to ask you about this this question about the you know secret gift exchange that we talked about at the beginning of the show so so poor pat and woodbridge is um her boss decided to do a secret gift exchange this holiday season where they have to pick a random name and purchase a gift up to 40 dollars, which will be exchanged at their holiday party but pat's new to the apartment and doesn't want to do it do you think that pat would be screwed if if she kind of opts out <laughs> uh yes <laughs> i love i love your definitiveness yeah, and it's reason why I say I'm unemployable because that would drive me nuts and I would quit. And I've cleared all the jobs, and that's why I do what I do. I think the reality is, in my opinion, there, there are certain things that you have to deal with as an employee. And you're not going to like all of them. And that may just be one, so I just have to take it. That's part of the deal. Now, to me, when it becomes critical, when it becomes something that really goes against your, your morals or something else, then you leave. But I see that as just one annoying thing that you might have to do to get along. And, and again, it's why I work for myself, because I can't do those things. <laughs> but I think most people have to deal with little things like that. And if it's not really going to impact your job or anything else, eh, you know, do it. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with you on this. And I'm just going to say, look, I love what you said, Bob, about there's going to be things in the job that you don't like to do. And, and here's the deal. Um, likeability, visibility. Being collaborative are things that employers really value. And if you're always the one not showing up or you're always the one being the complainer or putting ideas down, that's going to matter in the long run, no matter how skilled you are, no matter how skilled you are. So, but hey, anyone have a different idea or thought for Pat? We'd love to hear from you. 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. This is Career Talk. Noon on Thursday, guess what? We're here all hour taking your calls. 844-942-7866. Bob, thank you so much for giving a call. Very, very important information for people who are going to be interviewing, and we appreciate it. Thank you so much. Hey, you're just tuning in. It's Career Talk. The doctor is in. We are here. And hey, why don't you put us on speed dial? Because we're here every Thursday at 844-942-7866. But we kicked off with a question about, is hiring slowing down in December? Well, you may be surprised to know that in general, hiring usually doesn't necessarily slow down in December. It may feel that way because people are busy and a lot of job seekers actually start to get diverted in different areas. But the truth is that in December, you might be at an advantage because while everyone else who's a job seeker is diverted into doing other things, you are the one searching for a job and getting your resume in there. So think about it. Um, One company even said December is the new January in terms of hiring and that they plan to hire more people in December than January. So fact or fiction, have you had an experience with this? Do you see it slowing down in your organization? 844-942-7866. So you may need to be more flexible because people are on vacation or there's other holiday end of year things going on. But the thing that people, this is something I need to say because I think this is one of the best ways to get your foot in the door, whether you're a switcher or you're looking to do something new and it is so overlooked. I'm going to tell you, this is, this is like the best kept secret anywhere. Temporary work. Temporary work because what we know is that several companies bring on temporary workers this time of year and Several 
reports show that 25% of their temporary workers each year become full-time regular employees. So especially if you're a switcher, if you are looking to get your foot in the door, whether it's the holiday season or whether it's any time of year, don't shy away from contract work, temporary opportunities. All of them are going to be able to get your foot in the door You're going to be able to prove yourself. You're going to be able to network internally. And when something opens up in that company, the company's going to say, well, we'd rather have somebody who knows the processes, we know has been a great worker, and already has learned the ropes than to bring in someone new. Now, I know this can be a little bit scary because leaving a full-time regular position for a temporary position comes with a little bit of risk. However, if you know where you are is not where you want to be. And if you know you want to make a switch or do something different, this may be the door that opens everything. Hey, 844-942-7866. You're listening to Career Talk, Sirius XM 132, and it is time for our pre-break quiz. Quiz. There's a quiz? It is. It's our pre-break quiz, our weekly dose of trivia that'll make you slightly more interesting at any network or social event, maybe. Our resident engineer, Dion, always gets first dibs at answering, so if you want to challenge him, get on the line now, 844-942-7866. Challenging me? Yeah, yeah. You're you're our resident pre-break quiz expert over there. All right, in 1953, yes, before you were born, Dion, a food <laughs> before I was born too. Let's just let's just be clear. Um, a food production employee accidentally ordered a colossal shipment of Thanksgiving turkeys, but this mix-up led to an invention that is so popular today. Over 130 million Americans partook in 2019. What do you think this invention was? 844-942-7866. You're listening to Career Talk, Sirius XM, channel 132. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. You can follow me on Twitter at Dr. Don Graham, and we will be right back. You're listening to Career Talk on Business Radio. Welcome back to Career Talk. Hey, we are your weekly personal career coaching hour where you'll get to hear great tips and advice and ideas to catapult your job search and career. Hey, you got a question or comment? We are live if it's Thursday, 844-942-7866. Hey, can't listen live? Guess what? You can still call in with your career questions because we are here every Thursday at 844-942-7866. And we're going to go right back to the phone lines with Jill in New Jersey. Jill, welcome to the show. What's on your mind today? Thank you. Um, Well, I am living in New Jersey, working in the design field most of my career, and I'm just feeling a need for a change, um, which would include a move to a city, probably Philadelphia. And I'm looking to get some insight and um, advice on how to go about looking for a job and, you know, what LinkedIn or res- how important resumes are and uh, networking, things like that. So got it. looking for some advice. So let me get some information from you, Jill. So you're in the design okay. field. Tell us what that is. Um, Well, I have been in the kitchen and bath uh, design business for about 20 years. I currently am an in-house designer at a large stone company, so it's mostly interior um, involvement on the hardscapes, but I've also worked at event planning. Like, I've got sort of other things that I do um, in a broader sense, and I'm not necessarily married to Stick with it. So it's sort of like, where do I start and, you know, where to, where to go, what to do, step one. So if you're going to make a move, um, again, we, we this was kind of the theme of the show, always run to, not run from. So do you, do you like design? Do you like event planning? Are you uh-huh. skilled? You're good mm-hmm. at it. So what, what do you do best in that realm? I want to know, like, when somebody's like, what's your thing in event um, planning and design? What is it, Jill? 
Well, the the design would be just it's it's a visual I have and an experience um, executing things and knowing vision wise what things will look like. So I know that I help people that way, and it's just it's a very natural thing for me to do. It you know it feels good. I like helping people, which you know the helping people part can branch out in different things too. So I don't know if you know where where to branch out or not so you are um you have this expertise in design and you're mm-hmm. looking to move is there a reason you're moving um yeah there there's a reason mostly um i live in the suburbs um six um i'm single and i'm 59 which also plays into you know starting from scratch or not starting from scratch but i think i need the vitality um in an environment of a city, you know, just the pulse of a city. No, I totally so, get that. I totally get that. So do you do independent work right now, Jill, or do you work for a company? Well, I work for a company full-time. I've had my own independent company um, for uh, 19 years, um, but I do work full-time um, at my at my job, my existing job now as an in-house designer. Um, but I do need benefits. So that is something, you know, I'm that I need to uh, Got keep it. in mind. Got it. So you know you want to be in Philly. I think when you're moving geographies and you know that that's kind of your primary, everybody has uh, kind of an anchor, I call it, Jill. So yep. so your anchor in this case is you really want to be in Philadelphia in a city that's that's got a lot of going on. And so that's your anchor. That's going to be what you build your job search around. And what I would say right. is it's not the best time to start you know, diverting into other potential industries because you've right, got a right. clear expertise. You've got you know, years of experience doing something that, let's face it, in a city is very popular. I mean, people are, are hiring designers to sell houses. I mean, event plannings or there's events going on all over the place. So right. I think you should tap into that expertise. And first mm-hmm. thing is, you know, you want to be in Philly. So start looking at all of the design and event planning companies in Philly. And it doesn't just have to be a design. It could be, you know, companies like, you know, larger companies like Home Depot that have a design section, or it could be, you know, um, remodeling houses or or, uh, real estate that that redesign Mm -hmm. business offices. I mean, there's so many, you know, large buildings here that I think you're not going to have a hard time coming up with that list. And then really, really tapping into your network. And you might say, but Dawn, I don't live in Philly. I don't have a network there. But here's the thing. You do. You do. Okay. Because um, the world is so connected now. Everybody's connected Mm -hmm. to, you know, online and social media. So you're going to be surprised, Jill, when you start talking to your your first level contacts, the people in your family, your neighbors, your Mm -hmm. friends about how many people they know that they can introduce you to. Um, Once they know you want to be in Philly and you want to be in a design capacity, they're going to start saying, hey, have you talked to this or have you looked at this company? Or I just saw a job ad, um, you know, related to that last week. Here's the post. So you want to make sure your LinkedIn is very, very on brand, very, very targeted on brand. And yes, you do need a resume. Resume is not going to get you a job, but you will need a stellar resume just because it's still part of the process. So do make sure that those are all updated, that they're Mm -hmm. current, that they're brief and concise. People don't care about everything you've done. They care about what's relevant to the audience. So if it's not relevant, take it off. Take it off. Okay. Um, and so I, I don't think you're going to have any problem. I think you need to come across as very targeted, very mm-hmm. focused on your plan A. Um, you know your anchor. There's going to be a lot of companies. And I think if you tap into your network before long, people are going to be making introductions to people who will ultimately get you that job. So I'm super mm-hmm. excited for you. I think this Thank is going to be a great move. Um, you know, Philly is definitely a thriving city, so I have yeah. no doubt that you're going to have fun oh, decorating it. So, Oh, that's amazing. Thank you for the help and positivity. And I'm ready. I'm raring to go. I'm, I'm ready. Um, as far as online, like Monster, Indeed, that kind of stuff, do I spend time on it or just focus more on the networking part, the personal? Ooh, I am not a fan. I'm, I'm not a fan, but here's the deal. Um, I'm not a fan of online job searches, and I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. Because there's a number of things that could 
really crush your spirit when applying online. One, you know, an online job can get up to 200 applicants in the the flash of a second. Two, a lot of times companies post jobs to collect resumes or for marketing purposes or they're left up there long after they're filled. Another reason is that sometimes a company has an internal candidate, so they have to do this, you know, kind of horse and pony show to to go through the legal right. steps that being yep. said that being said i do think you could do some great research on these um positions on these job sites because you can see what are they looking for what what types of skills keep coming right. up what you know they're so you can use them for research if yep. you do apply online and i'm not saying don't use a strategy i'm just saying don't make it your primary strategy because right. it can get really uh-huh. depressing but if you use yep, a strategy yep. make sure you find somebody in the company who can shepherd your resume to the recruiter or hiring manager or at least is in the company to know is there a hiring freeze going on do they have an internal candidate and if you can't find that that's okay i would call it's really easy to find this information on linkedin nowadays mm-hmm. i would call the recruiter or the HR person and very politely say, hey, just want to make sure that you received my resume. Very excited right. about this opportunity. Because the fact is, if you're in a pile of 200, you, you, there's really yeah. no way for you to stand out. You go through these applicant right. tracking systems. They knock you out for all sorts of crazy reasons. Too much experience, right. too little, poor formatting. We wanted a PDF. You put it in Word. So you just mm-hmm. don't even know mm-hmm. if your resume gets to human eyes. And only 25% right. do. So I think if you're going to apply online, then make sure you find somebody in the company that can yeah. at least confirm they got your resume. The right contact. Okay, perfect. And then... Um, and, and just like like you said, network and, and start looking at the people I know and who they know and have, filter it down to where it will be the best direct link to me. Yeah, start with the company. You, okay. Your anchor is Philly. Start with the company. Start with your first level contacts. First level contacts mm-hmm. introduce you to second level contacts. And before yep. you know it, that web expands. I'm super excited. Jill, we're going to be neighbors. I'm a Philly person too. So I will look out for your work down here. And thank you so much for giving us a call on Career Talk. 844-942-7866. You're listening to Career Talk. I'm Dr. Don Graham, the Host and your personal career coach, Chandra in Georgia. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind today? Hi, Dr. Don. I love, 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 love your show. Oh, I love you. Uh, and, the information, <laughs> and all the valuable information you provide. So thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm just calling to make a comment about the comment you made about um, working through an agency. And uh, I just yes. remembered a while back, I was in between. I was uh, getting ready to start my own business, but I, it was the holiday time, and I needed some income. So I uh, went through an agency and was placed in an, a law office because I am an excellent typist, and uh, I provide great customer service. So I filled in for a couple of assistants who were uh, on holiday vacation. And after the vacation, they offered me a permanent position. And, and I was in a patent prosecution uh, law firm. And uh, for the next five years, I stayed in that environment. I learned how to file patents. I, I kept uh, being offered advancement opportunities. So it ended up in a whole different career than what I, what I had in mind. But it was such a great opportunity to move into something different. You embody so many things we've talked about on this show today, Chandra. One, taking action, taking a step mm-hmm. forward. And even though you weren't 100% sure where it leaded, you're like, I led, I would say, boom, you took the action mm-hmm. and it led to great places. The other thing is taking a risk, having courage and saying, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try this out. The other thing is, mm-hmm. you know, it's a temporary role that turned into this amazing five-year career journey. Mm-hmm. And I think... I think we can't always see where things are going to go. And, and I think that sometimes holds us back. We, we, we think, oh, I have to see 10 steps ahead before I take one mm-hmm. step. When in fact, most most things in life don't work that way. You have to take the step and have a little faith in yourself that things mm-hmm. are going to work. Chandra, I'm so excited. You totally made my day. Well, thank you. You made mine for um, for having me uh, call in. You know, I really appreciate the opportunity. But, yeah, working through an agency is one way to go for people who are 
looking for an income and they're not sure what they want to do next, you know, it could lead to some bigger and better things. So thank you, thank yeah. you, thank you. You heard it from Chandra. This stuff works. <laughs> you too, Chandra. You too. It works. 844-942-7866. You're listening to Career Talks here at XM Channel 132. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. Hey, have you checked out my new website, Dr. Don on Careers? I have totally redone it and it has everything from my Wharton quick tips to my TEDx talk to my LinkedIn learning courses. You can find it all in one place. Dion, 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 I know we're going back to Thanksgiving. We're taking a little step back in time. But since Thanksgiving was so recent, I had a week ago. uh, Yeah, I know. That was recent, right? No? I, I mean, I guess so. I don't know. Feels recent. Relatively. Um, I'm still full. Uh, so 1953, a food production employee accidentally ordered a colossal shipment of Thanksgiving turkeys. This mix-up led to an invention that's so popular today. Over 130 million Americans partook in 2019. What was the invention, Dion? Yeah, see, you're saying partook. Yeah. Yeah, but you and... know how I use words to, like, throw you off. Oh, okay. You know I do um, that. They partook. How many turkeys was it? Um, actually, it was 260 tons. That's a lot of turkey. That's a lot of turkey. And how many people partook in 2019? 130 million Americans. So that's like a third of America. Are we doing math? We do not do math on career talk. <laughs> this is a hard question. I got to do math now. It is, but really, math is not so part like of the answer. A really big number of turkeys. I had an- another number in my head, but we're PG 13. Yes. A big number of turkeys. <laughs> and um, and a third of Americans partook. Um, I'm gonna say, and I know it's wrong, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Turkey sandwiches. <laughs> Why did you know it was wrong? <laughs> because it just can't be right. It's not, but <laughs> I like how you how you did all of that math and all of that analytics, yeah, and, and I came after up with nothing. The, you came up with turkey sandwiches <laughs> after all of that. Like I was really ready for some like revolutionary answer. Based Your bar on, is way too high. Yeah. Well, no, you got you got it right for a couple weeks in a row there. Uh, that was like three years ago. Yeah. Well, see, you said a week ago was a long time. Hey, huh? touche, Dana. Dana, Dana, Dana. So Come I'm on, thinking you know. that you know using the the fat from all these turkeys. Ah. So I'm gonna say, and this is probably also wrong. The partic thing completely threw me off too. But I'm gonna say candles. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> they made candles with the turkey Dana's fat. Dana's much smarter than me. <laughs> it really, it's not that much of a stretch, I will say. No. I mean. But I, I appreciate that. That's an interesting thing. Considering last week we talked about that they use roadkill to make makeup, yeah, um, lipstick. That. Yeah, we. Okay, it really wasn't that hard. Um, I, I probably used some of the wrong words, but <laughs> basically, <laughs> does Swanson help you if I say Swanson? No. Really. Oh. <laughs> Should it? <laughs> yeah, TV dinners, man. TV dinners. Now I know I'm older than you. I do. <laughs> what I do. Does that have to do with anything? Because I literally, I literally ate TV dinners when we, before microwaves, when you actually had to put them in the oven for 45 minutes. <laughs> and I, I kid you not, but yeah. So they took inspiration from the foods served on airplanes and came up with the idea of filling 5,000 aluminum trays with turkey, cornbread, gravy peas, and sweet potatoes and sold them for 98 cents. And 98 cents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes me wonder. Yeah, but here's how it relates to careers. I, okay. thought, I thought this was this, an interesting this, this thing. This will be interesting. Yeah. yeah, the National Women's History Museum pointed out that TV dinners helped propel women's careers because their convenience and quick cook time gave women who usually did most of the cooking more time to pursue jobs and other interests. Huh. So thanks to this mistake, all great things have happened. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eight four four nine four two seven eight six six. You're listening to Career Talk Series XM one thirty two. Hey, you got a question? You can call us right now, or you can tweet it at Dr. Don Graham. We're going to go to Zoe in Seattle. Zoe, welcome to the show. What's on your mind today? 
Hey, so I was just calling in. I was listening to, I've been listening to you for a while, talk about different career advice and how to make sure that you get seen. And um, I just wanted to echo some of the things that you're saying that it is indeed true, like using LinkedIn as an as a way to kind of get yourself out there. Um, I actually switched careers or switched kind of industries, was working out in Philadelphia in like a global product management role and actually moved out to Seattle to work um, more in the tech and e-commerce space with Amazon. And that was really from making sure that my LinkedIn was like super updated um, and kind of talking about the different industries I was looking for. Um, I paid for like LinkedIn premium um, so that recruiters could find me. And it's through a recruiter um, that I was able to like kind of reached out to me and have the conversation with me and then kind of talk about what I wanted and pass my resume on to people um, within Amazon who thought, okay, this might be a good fit for X, Y, and Z. So I think the advice that you're giving is spot on, and like LinkedIn is definitely a tool. Sometimes it's hard to just use it to apply, but definitely to like keep yourself updated, um, talk about the industries that you're looking for, and um, recruiters can find you that way. Yeah, I love this um, that you're calling about this, Zoe, because here's my thought. If you're not on LinkedIn and you have a career in the professional world, you might as well not exist today. And, and it's, it, you mm-hmm. know, a lot of people say, well, that's, you know, that's harsh or that's not fair, but you're right. One of the the trends that is upticking right now is passive candidates. So what that means is candidates who are not looking for a job but have a great LinkedIn profile, have a great skill set, and headhunters, recruiters, they're out there using LinkedIn to recruit passive candidates. And the fact is, if you're on there, they can find you. If you're in a job search you or, and you, or you're out of work or you're, you've been laid off, it may feel a little bit like I shouldn't pay for LinkedIn premium, but you you can pay for it for three months or you can get a free trial in a lot of cases. So it's worth it because it does factor into the algorithm where more people can find you and you can find more people because you can send in mails. So do this. Invest in yourself. Invest in your LinkedIn. If you've not tended to it in a while and it's not reflecting your current brand or you have some old information on there that really kind of steers people in the wrong direction, do this this holiday season. Invest in yourself. Make sure you've got a great a great photo that is clear and you're the only one in it. Make sure you have a stellar headline. You can type in anything there and it should be reflective of your brand. Make sure you fill in the about section. People want to know who you are and make sure that that you are linking in with everybody you meet because you never know who that second level contact might be. Hey, Zoe, thank you so much for giving us a call on Career Talk. Hey, we are your personal career coach. And as we wrap up, this is a tough time. This is a tough time because people are, are seeing layoffs and we're not getting bonuses in a lot of cases, but here's the deal. Your job search, if you're in a bad situation and you want to find something new, 2020 might be your year. Do not allow others to define your success. Do not allow others to say, you've never done that, so we you couldn't possibly do that. Take a step, any step today, to move in the direction you want to go, because it may take slightly longer than you think, But every day you can take an action toward where you want to be and you don't have to let others define what options are open to you just because you have experience in in a different area or a different industry. You need to take control of that. And we are so excited to be here every week on Career Talk to remind you of that and to help you figure out a plan for that. Hey. Career Talk, Sirius XM 132. It's been a pleasure. Dion and Dana, love doing the show with you. Of course, to all of our listeners and callers, we are here for you every week at 844-942-7866. And if you aren't following me yet on Twitter, we've got some really exciting updates coming for the new year. So check out at Dr. Don Career. Uh, I could say that, at Dr. Don Graham, where we will be posting all of those updates you've been listening to sirius xm 132 we'll see you next time
For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu. Thank you.